Welcome to the Ashburnham Golf Club Members Podcast, where you can get to know some of our members, stay up to date with current affairs, and even hear from some of our staff members. Here's your host, your head PGA professional, Tom Davis. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Ashburnham Golf Club Podcast. As you would have heard from the introduction, my name is Tom Davis, the head pro. Uh, probably most of you who'll be listening to this podcast, I would have met. Uh, and for the new members uh, who've just joined, I'm sure I've met you or spoke to you on the phone at some point. Um, so, so welcome to the podcast. So just to give everyone a bit of a background on what we're trying to do here with the podcast is we just want to kind of create another avenue of communication to the members. Uh, it's a little bit for me as well in terms of keeping me accountable and communicating with the members. Uh, but we want to bring you a host of different things via the website, like competition results, general information, pro shop offers, even some tips from, uh, from myself maybe about how to play in competitions or certain things you can think about on the golf course. Uh, certain offers which we might have in the shop, uh, behind the bar, any menu changes. And also the main thing is to answer members' questions. So if you've got a question about anything that's going on within the club at the moment, if you've got questions about coaching, if you've got questions about the golf course, any, any questions about uh, potential competitions, any rulings, please send me the questions and I'll make sure that uh, I answer them or get the answers for you and we can answer them in uh, in the podcast. Also as well, the one th- cool thing which I think would be quite, quite good fun is that we want to get some members onto the podcast. So we, we'd like to... Uh, get members you know who've been uh, members for a couple of months we'd like to get members who've been here you know for 20 plus years 30 years and and just introduce uh, everyone to different members and get to know uh, as many of the members as possible and uh, I, I I think it'll be a really really good way of everyone getting to know each other and kind of understanding you know about how perhaps certain members got into golf why they've joined Ashburnham and uh, I, I I think it'd be awesome so if you fancy coming on the podcast and uh, you want to have half an hour of uh, a fun chat and that's literally all it's going to be it's just a chat we're going to record it and then we'll post it on uh, on all the platforms for everyone to listen to be very very informal just drop me a message and uh, we, we'll get it arranged but i think i think that will be a, a pretty cool way of uh, of sharing you know different information with the members so to start off with uh, we, we're obviously uh, in the middle of uh, just the start of August, actually, which is really weird, where we've only actually played three board competitions, and obviously the start of the season has been delayed uh, somewhat by everything that's been going on. And for, for me personally, it's been uh, you know one of the most weird kind of starts to, to the season ever. You know, we're normally you know going through March thinking about the Masters tournament and, and, and the build-up to that, thinking about who's going to win. And then literally once the Masters start, then you're almost into the season. And, you know, to be sitting here at the beginning of August with the Masters has still not even been played. And we've only played three competitions here at the club, or three board competitions anyway, is, is very, very strange. But uh, I personally want to thank everybody who uh, has uh, supported the shop in the last kind of eight or nine weeks. 
Uh, I'm sure, you know, Jordan and Alex uh, would say the same about everybody who supported them being the bar with all the takeaway uh, fish and chips and everything else they've had going on. Uh, I personally had some fish and chips a good couple of weeks ago and I thought it was it was absolutely stunning. So well done, Alex and Jordan for that. Um, but, but literally, I can't explain to you how important your support is, not just to myself, and the catering staff, but also to the club as well. Uh, you know, the, the club are going to need every single ounce of your support, whether it be in, you know, buying a drink after the round, just even spreading, you know, really positive vibes about what we're trying to do and how we're trying to get through this uh, this really sticky situation. So uh, a big thank you to everyone who, who's helped out and uh, long may it continue. So going back onto the competitions, I want to kind of announce some of the winners. I think it's really important that we kind of uh, celebrate some success here at the club at the moment. And there's been lots of good golf played over the last three weeks in tournaments. Unfortunately, last weekend's competition, which was the Fred Cheeseroy Cup, uh, I've not had the results from those yet. Uh, they're going to take another couple of days. As you're all aware, we've got to wait a good 48 hours uh, until after the competition so we can process the cards the card processing is taking a little bit longer than normal uh, just because you know some people are not putting their scores on master scoreboard or can't put their, their scores on master scoreboard which is probably more the case um, so the, the processing is taking a little bit longer than normal so thanks for everyone's patience but just going back to the first competition which was played on the 11th of july this was the buckley's brewery cup and this was won by Keith Rothin. Uh, I want to say a big congratulations to Keith. He's worked hard over the winter. He was on one of the winter programs that are run through the winter period. Worked very hard, made some good changes. And uh, it looks like he's got off to a flying start, to be fair. So well done, Keith. Keith actually scored 39 points, which is a great score on the day. Uh, followed by a close second uh, was Greg Evans. He also had 39 points and um, unfortunately lost in the better back nine. So another great score there by Greg. Uh, his handicap dropped by by a shot down from uh, 6.9 down to 5.9. So that's a, a lovely start to the season. Well done, Greg. Uh, a couple of notable scores. Um, let's have a look here. Let's see who had some, some birdies and twos in that competition. So I think the twos prize funds have been actually very good to start off with. So we had 10 twos recorded, £13.20 each. Um, let's have a look who had the twos. We've had Elliot Anderson, Simon Gravel, Simon Jones, Ben Thomas, Chris Howells, Chris Weirman, Ditovi, James Davis, Dion Reynolds and Kevin Thomas. So well done to all of you guys. You won £13.20 in the two sweep. And... Um, all of your winnings are now on account in the shop, so well done. Moving on to the next competition, which was the Trubshaw Bowl. This is always an interesting one for us in the shop because it doesn't matter how many times we play this format, uh, a bogey format. It's pretty much like uh, as if we, 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 we've brought in a brand new format because nobody knows what they're doing. They don't know what pluses are. They don't know what minuses are. And we're just uh, all day explaining to everyone. But... Um, it's normally a, a low scoring format, so you know, you don't normally get kind of uh, anybody winning this with kind of like plus five, plus six. And uh, the winner of this competition was Julian Ellis with plus three. So he's won £67 there. New handicap of 12. He came down by one whole shot there. Followed up by a plus three as well with Kieran Reese. He finished second, also won £53, which is now on his account. 
Kieran's dropped uh, a total of 1.6 shots down to 20. So well done, Kieran. Happy new handicap. That's very, very good. And let's just have a look at any notable scores. Um, Uh, 12 twos that day. Hugh Hitchcock, Chris Howells again, king of the twos. Rob Lewis, Simon Williams, Ian Binney, Martin Gravel, uh, Richard Thomas, Ollie Day, Gary Morris, Kerry Phillips, Trevor Roberts and Rob Kern. Well done, you all won £9.16 each. And again, that's all on your accounts. So well done to everyone. Uh, it's a bit of a cool format, that one. So well done. Moving on to... The Colliver Bowl, this was the first medal of the year. Always an interesting one uh, with people kind of getting absolutely terrified of playing in medals. But this was one with a uh, net score 69 by Reese Williams. Down now from 10 handicap down to 9 handicap. Reese won 71 pounds, which is again on your account. Followed by, uh, he actually beat Rob Granger who had a, uh, also a 69, and he lost on the last six, so unfortunately there for, for Rob. Uh, just missed out on the trophy, but uh, nevertheless, a great score of uh, a gross 73. Well done, Rob. Uh, notable score here, uh, Alid Greville uh, scored a gross 69, was off, uh, I think, plus two or plus three, and scored a net 72, so uh, a pretty impressive Gross score there by Aled. Uh, I know he's playing well. He's been doing lots and lots of work through through lockdown. So well done, Aled, and um, keep up the good golf. It's cracking. Onto the twos. Ten twos recorded. Rich Bryce, Keith Williams, Rob Granger, Chris Howells again. He's had a two every single tournament so far. Uh, Steve Jones, Rob Lewis, Alan Price, Rob Stone, Neil Roberts, and Terry Richards. £11.60. So well done, gents. Superb stuff. And again, we, we're going to be announcing all of the winners. Uh, hopefully, we're going to do this podcast every week. Uh, just depends kind of how things go uh, with my diary as well and everything else that's going on. So we're going to aim for, for once a week. The likelihood is probably over the next probably a month or so. It might be every other week, perhaps two a month, but we're going to try and do them on a regular basis just so we're not uh, going through all the competition results uh, in, in detail. Hopefully, maybe one or two competition results at a time. But well done, everyone. The competition entries, as usual, at Ashburnham, uh, incredible. Out of all of the clubs I've worked at, I've never seen such a, um, a demand for competition golf. So uh, well done to everyone and keep supporting. It's, uh, it's superb. So a couple of things on competitions, uh, a couple of things which crop up every week uh, and questions we get. So I, I thought I'd kind of talk talk about them a little bit uh, on, on the podcast. First thing, card marking. Everyone's getting confused and overcomplicating kind of like the card marking procedure. Just, just remember that, of course, you know, we're, we're trying to limit contact of the cards. So under normal circumstances, you'd put your name at the top put your handicap in and then you would swap cards on the first tee. All we're asking for now is that nobody swaps cards at all. So we limit contact and um, you know we, we don't get any share in the cards at the start of the round and also any share in the cards at the end of the round as well, which I'll come on to. But the easiest way to do this is literally take a blank card from the shop, go onto the first tee, get your playing partners together and just decide who's marking whose card and then the card that you've got in your hand, you put your playing partner's name or whoever your whoever's card you're marking, you put their name there, their handicap, 
and then you mark their card as normal. Put your score in the marker score, their score in the scorers uh, in the scorers area, and uh, and away to go. You do not need to sign your own card at the end of the round, but I would advise everybody to verbally check with the person who's marked their card before the card goes in the box. And then we're asking everybody, if they can, just to register their scores on Master Scoreboard, uh, either just, just after they play, or you can even take a photo of your card and do it when you're in the house over a cup of coffee or a hot chocolate or a beer or whatever your choice of drink is. Uh, and it just makes the process so much easier for, uh, for everyone at the club who are processing the competitions. They're taking long enough as it is, and um, you know ev- every little bit helps at the moment. Um, but well done to everyone who is marking the card well and putting everything into to Master Scoreboard. I know it's helping, um, but anybody who's not, if you need some help on the Master Scoreboard side of things, please don't be afraid to come into the shop. We'll help you register. We'll help you uh, kind of work it out. And um, yeah, we, we're just there to help you. So coming on to the golf course, uh, I know kind of we obviously we were in a bit of a tough spot coming back after lockdown with uh, the course being almost under essential maintenance uh, for the best part of, of two months. And it's my goal to get Paul, the head greenkeeper, onto the podcast to talk about really the details of essential maintenance and what that actually means. And uh, just to kind of educate some of the members on what actually happened during, uh, during lockdown with regards to the golf course. So I know probably a lot of people were thinking that we're going to have two months off the golf course is going to come back, you know, all the divots are going to be filled in, the greens are going to be rolling as good as they possibly, or they, they can be, and the course is going to be in, in pristine condition. But that that just, it, it couldn't it couldn't be further from the truth when it comes to um, essential maintenance. That That is not what essential maintenance is. That would be almost, you know, you preparing and uh, almost peaking for a tournament, if you like. So, um, you know, when, when you come up to a tournament, whether it was a European tour event or we had the, the boys home internationals last year, we'd be, the greenkeepers would be preparing well in advance to try and make sure that the greens are peaking, the course is peaking at that point. And, you know, this really kind of is not what uh, the plans were and the goals were with regards to, uh, to lockdown. So, like I said, we were in essential maintenance. The greens were cut to five mil. Uh, you know, they, they're normally cut a lot, lot shorter than that. I believe even now they're only down to 3.2, which is a little higher than where they perhaps are mid kind of summer normally. But, you know, anybody who's played consistently through, uh, th- you know, through, through the time where we've gone from, you know, being able to play on your own, then it's twos, now threes and fours. You'll see that the course has come on massively in the last two months. And, that's because kind of like the the psychology of everything now and the goals have changed where we've gone away from essential maintenance uh, where, you know, we're, we're trying not to, to lose the greens and leave the greens kind of overgrow. So, you know, we can't get them back down for, you know, a good couple of seasons. But now, you know, we're, we're in a, at a point where we're trying to prepare the course and present the course in as good as possible condition as possible for the members and all the guests that are playing here as well. So I'm sure that you would see that the course is improving dramatically. I know how hard the greenkeepers are working. You might not see the greenkeepers doing a round of golf. I was lucky enough to play nine holes this morning and I didn't see one greenkeeper on the course. But it doesn't mean that the, the, the green staff are not working. It's probably just that you haven't bumped into them at that point. 
But I can say for definite, because I've seen what's going on behind the scenes. I've spoken to a lot of the greenkeepers and uh, they are literally working their backsides off to try and present the course in as good a possible condition as possible. To give you an idea, some of you might not have noticed it. Uh, last week, I seen uh, Theo, who a lot of members would, would know, but Theo's one of their one of the greenkeepers and also a member of the club as well. He literally stood on the first in the rough on the left-hand side and the right-hand side, um, picking the weeds out the rough. And he was there for a good two to three hours, um, you know, really putting some hard grafting just so that when we all rock up to the first, you know, we, we see a really well-presented first hole and the, the course just looks as good as possible. So well done, Theo. I know you worked really, really hard there. And um, there's a lot of hard work which is going in behind the scenes, which a lot of people are not seeing. So if you do bump into the, the greenkeepers on the course, um, give, give, give them a bit, of a, a bit of encouragement and, you know, just tell them if you think the greens are, are playing really nicely, you know, give them a bit of encouragement because I know they're working very, very hard and, uh, you know, it'll go down extremely well with all of the staff if you can, you know, just give them some, some positive feedback. I know there's areas on the course which, you know, we need to address and I'm sure they will be addressed once we get back to full strength. Uh, in terms of staffing uh, staffing numbers but uh yeah just just give them a bit of a pat on the back if you can and um i, I know it will go down you know really really well with regards to the golf course it's good now that we've got the practice facilities open most of you probably would have seen the email from brs not last week uh this is superb another thing now that you can get value from your membership with the green uh, the the chipping green the putting green the, the practice facility, which is now open. Uh, we were hoping that we would have been at this point in a position where we would have had the academy course uh, up and running. But obviously, with everything that's happened, uh, that's, that's massively on the back burner at the moment. But hopefully, going into next season, we can get that, um, that all finished off and, and, and have a, an unbelievable facility. And I, I can guarantee you it is going to be an un unbelievable facility down there, which, which is awesome. Uh, what one thing which a lot of people have been talking to me about in the in the shop actually is with regards to the bunkers and we we've got some some of those kind of uh, clip-on rakes which I thought were a really good idea. We haven't sold that many of them, and I know a lot of people's mindset is well, you know, I'm only raking it for the person behind. But I was in a couple of bunkers this morning, and um, you know, the, the the bunkers are in a real poor state and. It, it it comes down to, you know, the people who are actually going into the bunkers, in my opinion, are really not doing a good job on kind of like tidying the bunkers up after them. So all, all I could ask, and uh, I know I'll be kind of saying this on behalf of all of the greenkeepers, it'll save them so much time if you can just, you know, either do a really, really good job and just take a little bit of time to just try and leave that bunker in a really, really good state after you hit it. Or, or even just just buy one of the rakes which are in the shop and use the rakes. Forget about the people behind you. Just think about this from an etiquette perspective. Think about it from you helping the greenkeepers and helping the club just present the course really, really nicely. So that, that's going to be a big thing and it'll really, really help the condition of the bunkers. And you never know, you know, if, if you were raking it and encourages, you know, the 10, 15, 20, 30 members to, to buy the rakes and rake the, the bunkers properly, then the chances are that you, you're going to have better bunkers to play out of all around. So 
yeah, please, 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 if you can, uh, just uh, try and make a bit of an effort in the bunkers. It'll it'll go down well with with a lot of other people. Moving on uh, very quickly to the shop, we've got a couple of new arrivals in the shop, and I'm not talking about staff. We are on the lookout for a couple of members of staff. So if you know anybody who'd be interested in potentially having a career in golf, becoming an assistant pro, or even just doing a few hours in the shop, uh, then you know please let me know. I'm going to keep these posts open until I find the right person or right people. So that there's no deadline as such, but as soon as I find the right person, then I'm obviously going to be taking the... Um, the job opportunities down so if you do know anyone uh, let me know but in terms of the products which you've got in the shop some of you might have seen that we've got some new adidas apparel in the shop it looks fantastic everything is crested with the ashburnham crest on it uh, i personally think that the the quality of the kit is really really nice it's um it also looks fantastic in the shop so pop in have a look give us your feedback uh, i'd love to hear your feedback on not just the Adidas stuff, but any stuff which is in the shop. You know, if you think we've got too much of one thing or not enough of another thing, please let me know. Uh, and nothing would please me more than to, you know, set the shop up accordingly for, for all of the members. Second thing which we've got coming in very shortly, we are now uh, an official Oakley eyewear stockist. So we've got 24 pairs of uh, Oakley uh, eyewear coming in very shortly. It's going to be a mix of fashion eyewear and sports-specific eyewear. So there's going to be uh, a lot of pieces which are very sporty, which you can wear playing golf or cycling if anyone goes cycling. Uh, and then there's going to be kind of like a bit of a crossover then where there'll be some fashion lenses in there and fashion frames that you can kind of wear on and off the golf course as well. So, yeah, please please don't be afraid to come in and give me a feedback on uh, on kind of like the prices of the eyewear the design of them, and uh, I'd love to hear your feedback on that. But that, that's coming in this week, hopefully. We've also got some new products pending as well. Uh, there's some new stuff coming from uh, TaylorMade. Nothing on the metal wood front uh, that I'm aware of anyway, but I think they've got a new iron coming. Uh, that's going to be launched, I think, within the next month. And also Titleist have got some new products which are going to be launched in October, I believe. I don't think they've pushed it back. Uh, because of everything that's gone on their product cycles are actually every two years so they probably need to launch that now as their sales have probably dropped quite a lot over the last uh, six months or so uh, and i know one good thing is that ping were due to to launch a new driver uh, this september but that is also going back to next year uh, they've decided to push their product cycle back a couple of months which is actually really really good from a pro's perspective and from a consumer perspective as well so massive uh, well done to ping there uh, superb coaching wise we've got a lot of coaching going on at the moment uh, i'm pretty much fully booked until the end of august i am going to be starting the subscriptions in september so if anybody knows about the subscriptions and wants to sign up please let me know uh, i am going to be opening this just to 20 people only it uh, it filled up very very quickly last year for for the winter program and I will be limiting it at, um, at 20 people. So it's not going to be open to everyone. Um, so yeah, please let me know if you want to come along to uh, one of the subscriptions and go on a bit of a journey to improve your golf. We've also got some, uh, some really popular uh, classes going on at the moment. One uh, is the Aimpoint green reading classes. These have been very popular and have been sold out so far, which is great. I'm actually running these at half price at the moment. They're normally £99 a class and I'm selling these for uh, £50 a spot. Classes are limited to five people per class at the moment. 
And uh, I've got the next one is scheduled on the, I think it's the 18th of August, the 1st of September. And I think it's the 5th of October as well. So on Tuesday. Uh, but anybody who's interested in coming along, uh, please let me know and I will send you the link for booking. We've also got a putting day on Friday, this Friday, the 7th of August. I think it's the 7th. Yeah, 7th of August. That's also full, fully booked and sold out. So I'm looking forward to delivering that full day of putting. Believe it or not, you can do a full day of coaching on putting. It's a very, very simple uh, technique putting, but it can be very, very deep when you go into it. And certainly when you start looking at green reading and uh, how you aim and all the different methods which you can use to aim, then you start digging into your technique, pace control. It's literally a full day and uh, it went down really well when I run it last time. So I'm excited to do that. From a food and beverage perspective, the clubhouse uh, will be opening, uh, which is great. Uh, I'm yet to know what menus they are uh, running in the in the bar, but I'm sure the food as normal will be absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to uh, to start ordering some food for my, my lunch when I'm here, to be fair, and supporting Alex and Jordan. I know they've had a rough a rough sort of five months, uh, as as everyone has really in in the golf industry, but uh, yeah, they they're going to be open this week. So again, please show your support. Even just coming down for you know a little soft drink or just having a pint afterwards, ordering a sandwich before you go out or your bacon roll or whatever it is, every little will help them at the moment. And uh, I'm certainly going to be supporting them as much as I possibly can uh, over the next couple of months just to get them back up and running. And um, yeah, just try and give them a really, really good couple of months before we go back into winter. We've got a couple of competitions on the go at the moment, uh, which may not be kind of, you know, up your street in terms of perhaps what you're looking for. And obviously as a member, you know, you can play the course whenever you want. But uh, I know there's a, uh, a competition running on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the moment where you can win a stay and play package. So even if you're not thinking of uh, taking up the stay and play package, I'd really ask you if you can share that on Facebook, retweet it on, on, uh, on Twitter and potentially even just tag in some people on uh, some of your friends or anybody you think that would be you know, interested in winning that, just tag them in on Instagram or whatever platform you're on. Uh, it'd be much, much appreciated. The more we can spread the word here about some of the value which we're giving away during uh, this tough period, the better. Uh, so, yeah, any support on that would be would be fantastic. Uh, if you are a member of the club and you play in a society, going to be a little bit cheeky here, but I would um, really ask a massive favour of you in terms of if you can contact your society organizer and just put a little good word in for Ash Burnham to see if we can get, you know, your society to come to the club. Um, you know, if you come during the summer and you play during the winter, let's see if we can get a uh, potential date in the diary for the winter period. We really, really need to have a strong winter uh, this year with, with all the revenue we've lost through the summer. So if you do play in a society or you've got a group of mates uh, that you normally play with, uh, perhaps outside of the club, you know, please give us a thought in terms of, you know, just creating like a little golf day or giving us the opportunity to, to host your society uh, in the next couple of months. It'd be massively appreciated. And uh, I know it'll go down really, really well with, um, with the staff 
and uh, and everyone else who's involved. So yeah, just give us a thought on uh, on that side of things. In terms of kind of like uh, the the COVID situation, obviously we kind of we're in a position now where things are being relaxed a little bit more and, you know, things are starting to open up, the bars opening, gyms and uh, shops are starting to open, etc. But we really would ask you to still respect uh, all the guidelines which are in place with regards to social distancing on the golf course, social distancing in the shop uh, and also in the bar when that opens as well and when you make your first kind of uh, appearance in the bar. Uh, Just be really respectful to others. Uh, even, Even if you don't kind of, um, you don't feel like you need to uh, adhere to some of the guidelines, uh, then there's lots of other people um, you know, who are really cautious and uh, are really taking this seriously. Um, so please, please uh, just respect you know, other people's kind of uh, opinions and uh, maintain social distancing protocols uh, wherever you can. It'd be much appreciated. And um, I know there's a lot of members that would, would definitely uh, appreciate your, uh, your thoughts there. I'm just grabbing my notes here because I know there's one other thing which um, which I need to mention. Yes, the with regards to the golf course, there's going to be an STRI report which is going to be received uh, very shortly. This, for anybody who doesn't know about the STRI reports, these are done independently by um, by the guys from STRI. They come down, they analyze the course pretty much for the full day, and they give us a really independent view on the state of the golf course. So it, it can be quite difficult sometimes. You know, I, I've worked in lots of different golf courses and essentially, you know, you've got, it's the same as football. You know, there's, if you've got 20,000 people watching a football game, then there's 20,000 people who think they know uh, better than the, the football manager and they think they could do things better. Um, and it's very similar in a golf environment, to be fair. You know, you, there's, there's lots of criticism about, you know, not just this golf course, but other golf courses as well. And this is a really, really good thing for us to do because it's independent. There's no emotion involved at all in this report. And this will be available for all of the members to look through. And the, the one thing which you will see in there is that, you know, these guys go to all of the golf courses, all the top links courses around the country. And not, not just, you know, give you an honest feedback, but they've also got context on, you know, some of the things which other golf courses like ours are going through at the moment. Like obviously over the last couple of seasons, we've had uh, some really big struggles with the fairways, but we're not the only golf course who are going through that struggle. You know, there's lots of the open championship courses and the open championship venue courses. They've had some really real issues with the fairways and the condition of the fairways, you know, around the edges of the bunkers as an example. Um, and on the flip side of things then, you know, you look at some of the feedback we get about the greens and, you know, they're, they're absolutely incredible. So I, I'd really encourage everybody to have a good look through that STRI report. Uh, a lot of the stuff even I don't understand. And, um, you know, if you have got any questions about that STR, STRI report, fire them in. I'll, I'll get Paul, hopefully I'm going to get Paul on the podcast anyway, the head greenkeeper. But even if not, I'll ask him the questions and I'll, br- I'll bring things back to you. Um, with regards to that STRI, STRI report. So please, please have a good look through it and, um, and let us know your thoughts. I want to say a big, big welcome as well. I think I mentioned it earlier, but just in case I didn't, to all of the new members, we've had a massive influx in, in new members over the last couple of months. And it's so, so good to see, you know, people coming back to the club, people joining the club for the first time. Um, massive welcome to them. So 
if, if you are a member of the club and you've been a member for a long time and you see a couple of uh, unfamiliar faces around the club, please don't be afraid to introduce yourself, you know, make them feel welcome. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just, just go out of your way to really welcome some of the new members. It's really, really helped from a club's perspective with the new members who've come in. And I know from a staff side of things, you know, we're going to do a, make a massive, massive effort, uh, as we do always, to, to make, you know, members and guests feel welcome. And, um, you know, the, the real goal now is to try and keep these members, not just for next year, but for the next five, ten years, and just turn, turn them into, you know, massive, massive fans of Ashburnham and not give them any reason whatsoever to go and join another golf club. So, yeah, please give, give them a warm welcome. And, uh, yeah, if I've not met you and you're a new member, pop into the shop for a coffee and we can have a chat and a catch-up. So in terms of the actual podcast, um, I'm not far off done. The only thing I'm going to mention now is uh, a little bit of a tip, really, because a lot of the clients I coach and a lot of the people I talk to in the shop, they often say that they're brilliant when they go out there for a knock on the golf course. They're brilliant on the practice area. They go to the, drain, uh, the range and they strike the ball fantastically. But then when it comes to a competition or a medal round or they get a card in the hand, they fall to pieces. And it's a very, very common kind of like complaint, a common problem from, for a lot of amateur golfers. And I'm going to give you a couple of things which you could possibly do now, which is going to help you kind of merge that practice performance into performance on the golf course when you've got a card in your hand. And the first thing is making your practice a little bit harder and uh, having a little bit of purpose when, when you're practicing. And when I'm saying practicing, this doesn't just mean now when you're on the driving range or the practice area. I'm also talking about when you're kind of having a, a knock on the golf course. So you think about it, right? When, when you go out and have a knock, you're probably going to play off the yellows. You're probably going to have preferred lies on the fairway. You're probably going to play gimmies. So you're playing a format already there, which is going to be easier than when you play in a medal round. So when you play in a medal round, you know, every single shot is going to count. They push you back off the white boxes. There's no gimmies. And, um, you know, all of a sudden, the, the environment that you're playing in in a competition all of a sudden becomes much, much harder than what you play in in practice. And really, we want to kind of flip that on its head a little bit. And we want to make it a little bit harder in practice. So the one, there's a couple of things you can, you can do. The first thing is uh, playing a slightly different format. So rather than playing two golf balls, this is really good if you're going out there to play on your own or if you're playing in a two ball, um, maybe play this format, especially when it's, when it's quiet and there's not many people around. You know, maybe play two balls off the tee. And rather than picking the best one and picking up the worst one, is actually play the worst ball. So I call this kind of worst ball scramble. I recommend it to all of my clients as a way of really seeing how bad your golf can be. So rather than picking the, you know, the best shot uh, out of two on every single opportunity, you're picking the worst shot. So if you're, if you're scoring pars and bogeys in that format, I mean, you know, you, you, you're doing really, really well. Whereas, you know, in practice, sometimes you might hit two balls, pick up the worst one. You know, if you miss the green, you might hit another one and give yourself that kind of like second serve, so to speak. And really what we want to do is make that practice harder so that when you come to a tournament situation, it doesn't feel all of a sudden 
much, much harder. You don't feel like you've got to hit an extra club off the tee on par threes. You don't feel like they're pushing you further back on the tees, on the par fours and par fives. And, and really making it you know, a little bit easier uh, when it comes to competition golf. Uh, the, the other thing that you can do as well is obviously play off the back tees a little bit more, you know, um, rather than play into the hole, you know, imagine a hole which is cut, you know, right, right on the top of a, of a ridge or right behind a bunker, you know, and create imaginary holes on the golf course, which are going to be extremely difficult. You know, put yourself into difficult situations around the green, you know, if you miss a green, you know, rather than playing it from where it is, move it into a much diff more difficult spot and give yourself that extra challenge. So you come off, you feel like you've worked really, really hard. Um, you've probably had some success from those really difficult lies and situations as well. And um, yeah, at the end of it, you should feel a little bit more productive. So a big, big tip there for, for, for anybody who's kind of, who don't quite get the performance that they expect when, they, when they've got a card in their hand, make your practice a little bit harder. The times where you go out on the golf course for a little knock or a bit of a friendly game, you know, just make it a little bit harder or, um, you know, play a format which is going to make the game a little bit more difficult for yourself, but still at the same time uh, enjoyable. You shouldn't be making it too difficult where it's not enjoyable. So from my end, I think that's, uh, that's enough from, uh, for our first podcast. Like I said, I want to keep these podcasts fairly short and sharp. I want to get uh, plenty of guests on, whether it's members, non-members. I've got a couple of ideas as well for people who I know who I think would be interested in coming on, which I think would be interesting for all of the members to hear from. But if you want to come on to the podcast, uh, please let me know. If you've also got a question, please let me know as well. And uh, I'd love to hear your feedback uh, about the quality of the podcast, the quality of the audio, the content as well. It's really important that you know, if we're going to put time into communicating with the members that we want to do it really, really well. So uh, again, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who supported the shop uh, and supporting the club uh, since we've reopened. Uh, it's going to make a huge difference. Well, it has made a huge difference and it's going to make a huge difference uh, going forward, especially before the winter. So uh, thanks once again to everyone. I'm extremely grateful and I speak, I'm sure I speak on behalf of all the other staff members and the board of directors. Uh, when it comes to them being uh, very grateful and showing their gratitude as well. So thanks very much, everyone. That's the end of the podcast and uh, have a great day.